Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. There you have it, folks. Uh, on the line with us, we've got uh, the Rocket Man. What's up, Wayne? What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, Wayne. Hello, TC. How you been? Good. Yeah. We are doing fabulous. Now, I see that you and uh, Crispy hooked up to uh, race the other night. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, that was kind of a story to it all, really. Um, you know, we I he had some brake problems in the first race, and uh, I they were rotors were going real bad, and it was smoking, and they had, it had a couple issues in and out of the pits, you know, in the back. And then I thought, you know, well, it, you know, it's done. You know, I talked to Red, the owner, and I was like, you know, it's done, right? You know, I ain't gonna drive it or nothing. He's like, no, nah, probably not. So, well, little did we know, Robert gets back out there and wheels it back up to third. And so they're all in the X trying to change drivers, and I didn't talk my fire suit off. I'm in the truck, you know, getting all spurred away. <laughs> getting ready to bust me a beer open, you know. And uh, and Robert comes running up. He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come on, bro. I said, what? We, we, we're done, right? I thought the brakes were done, and we, you know, smoking. Right? No, no, no. It'll run. It'll run. He says, I got up the third. Come on. So I'm running back to the truck. Throw all my stuff on. He wheels me out there. Everybody's already running in the cars. They're waiting on me, announcing it, you know, so. I jumped in the car and started third. And, uh, it, w- it was funny. It, it was funny as they, as they were announcing, as we were waiting for you. Well, he was putting his beer down. <laughs> we were waiting. <laughs> uh, so, so you went out there and just let her roll? Yeah, so then I, I went out there, you know, and I, just, I had to get it. It took me a little while to get the feel for it and where, where I, you know, how hard I could drive it in and this and that. So I guess uh, I, I chased Utility around there for a little while, and then we were able to get get on the outside of him there and pin him down and got by him. So went on to win it. You get get the push out of that car, man. That car's got push in it, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You drive that thing. Like, that's a good handling car, but I know Crispy had a hard time with it at the other one when they ended up getting turned around by his buddy. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fiasco. You missed that one. It's all. It's always something. Man. Them guys. They, they're some hard races, I think. Yeah, that uh, Outlaw Street Stock class, like I said, I said uh, a couple uh, last week, is that it it reminds me a lot of the Street Stock class at Sunshine because you got a lot of those long wheelbase cars there, and uh, it's just uh, it brings back that you got Red bringing those Cadillacs again. <laughs> it's funny. It's now all they need to do is get them racing figure eights. Well, I'm sure it won't be long. Now, Wayne, let, let's talk about the modified class and and your feelings on it now and the car counts and, and where where you think the future lies with them? Well, I think, you know, I was listening to the show earlier and everybody, you know, has their own points about it. And, you know, the biggest thing I got agreed with earlier was like with Wayne Anderson and said that, you know, we got we as racers got to start showing up one way or the other. Although the fact that, you know, the reason maybe a lot of us aren't is because of the extent. But, you know, if the, it has to start somewhere, like I've said before, and, uh, and it has to start with the track, you know, lowering our, the, the, our entries and then just wh- whatever the expenses, just lower the overall expenses somehow, you know, work with us, buddy. And, you know, I know they got to run a business, too, and they got bills to pay. But, it, you know, if we can if we can start there and then it's on the other side of that, the drivers need to reward them by showing up and let's put on a good show, you know. I don't. It's hard to figure out. I've been sat in meetings just about every race I've been to this year, and every time we get done with them, we don't know any more than we did when we started. And now we've had three, four, five, six of them, and we still don't have any word. It's because there's the wrong people at the meetings. And the and the people that need to hear it ain't there. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's the whole point. Everything we're talking about, the guys that aren't there aren't hearing it. So 
the same guys are showing up and hearing the same stories every time they race, you know, and they're there. They're not the problem. So, and then, you know, we've had times you, you put 15 or 13 or 15 uh, drivers in a, a class in, the, in a room and try to get some straight answers without arguing and bickering back and forth about, you know, half of them want this, the other half want that, and, you know, half of them are good with this and the other half ain't good with that. And it, you just, it, there's never no common ground. Yeah, Modifieds has always been tough, and, you know, I, I enjoy seeing that, you know, Bobby, at least he's he's having the races. What's happened is the racetracks have stopped having the races, so continually Citrus continues to race them, and, and uh, Bobby's going to continue to race them. And, you race uh, at DeSoto also, right? Uh, yeah, DeSoto yep, races them. Races is he them. still racing them there? Yeah, he is. He just We've been off for about seven weeks. They're, they're seven weeks. Like, yeah, well, their last race was the end of May, and their next race isn't until the end of July, so... So there needs to be definitely uh, these tracks need to continue to race them. And uh, like Wayne was saying, you know, supporting them, it's, it's tough, man. I know the late models, it's it's. Yeah, I mean, they, they just need to come out and, and at least try or at least be there to express their opinion as to what it, what they would like, you know, it to be. That What do they need? We, we don't know what they need if they're not coming to tell us or they're not calling to tell us. They ain't showing up to express their opinion about it, you know. They, everyone when I go, they know what I want because I'm there to say it, you know. So you, you have to be there to express what you need, you know. So, it ha- you know, again, it just goes back to starting somewhere. I mean, you can't go around and, and, and hand-pick each person out and say, come on down to the racetrack. I mean, you know, you guys own race cars. You want to race, you're a racer, then let's go racing. You know, who, who cares who owns the place or who said who to what? At the end of the day, it's about racing. Yeah, I think that the entry fees is a big thing. Um, you know, uh, the entry fees and the purses, and uh, the purses are obviously going to have to come down, but the entry fees need to go away for the racers because it's costing us too much already to get there and to be able to put the car on the racetrack. And the, the track owners are, are the ones that are selling the tires and selling that kind of stuff to us. So um, the entry fee thing has always been something that has aggravated me because – the late models, uh, or any cars, you know, there's no car you should have to pay an entry fee at a racetrack. doesn't matter what class it is. No, the uh, promoter should get a sponsor or some way or another that he's going to pay um, that um, that that uh, purse. And I think if there's cars there, if, if uh, I'm going to use this for an example, just because Wayne brought it up earlier. If John, okay, would... Write on the message board, or maybe advertise on Carnac, and put his hundred lap, his hundred twenty-five lap races from now on have no entry fee. Okay, no entry fee. I guarantee you that he would have a pile of cars there to race. Okay, and not only that, the first time that they race, if there's not a bunch of fans there, the next time they race, there will be. Wayne, doesn't that go back to what you said, though, um, about it? the guys got to find out about it? Yeah, they do, and then, and then they, it has to happen more than once. You know, yeah. You can't, you can't have 22 cars show up because they got no entry fee this time, and so you think now you've locked 22 in and you go ahead right back to the same antics the next race, and, and they're not going to come back. You no. know, it's got to be a continual thing, and, it, and you know, the track's got to understand that it's going to take some time to get, to get it built back up to the where you're going to benefit from the driver getting no interest or getting no free because there's three or four people coming. You know, everybody's bringing less people because it costs more to get in. And, you know, there's a whole lot of ways that the money has dwindled down 
the people have been down. So, you know, you just got to start somewhere and then just let it snowball. It's got it's got to roll for a while before it's going to come back to them, you know. But, you know, like when That'll it's turn them around. getting cheaper, it ain't getting cheaper. So we've got to figure out a way to start getting the cost cut back. Do you talk to a, you? You own a, a race shop and, and, and all of that. And, and do you get a, a talk to a lot of, of drivers about it? Well, it depends because you know I, I see some, I do yes, but at the same time, there's a lot of racers that aren't racing it, so they're not having no reason to be in my shop. You know, so it goes. It's the same thing. You know, you got less car counts, you got less guys tearing stuff up or having the opportunities to race each other hard, or you know, there be opportunities to get into things that, you know, whatever, tear up your car or, you know, make you need parts of some sort. Or, you know, there's not a lot of competition for you to be down there digging for more power from your motor builder or stuff like that. People are just accepting what they got. They're doing it with what they got, and that's that. But it's just, it's hard. It's just really hard. I mean, I talked to a lot of them, and, and no, no one person has the exact same reason, you know. So everybody's all more money, more money. And, and you know, I mean, Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but you got to show up. You know, either way, you can't tell a man more money, more money, while five of us show up or ten of us show up. Are they charging you an entry fee in the modifieds at these races? Well, yeah, I haven't not paid one. I think maybe John did it once last year or something. I don't remember. Maybe once. I don't remember exactly when it was. And again, he did it one time. We got like twenty cars, and then you know he never did it again. And now I'm going to throw that out there to the promoters, man. You guys cry about car counts and stuff. The promoters do, and we're crying at the fact that we don't have the money to be able to travel and do this kind of stuff. You want us to buy a set of tires and want us to buy fuel when we come to your racetrack? I'm telling you right now, every promoter out there, stop charging an entry fee for the race. Right. If you don't have a car count, you can't charge entry fee. And do it for a year. Do it for a year and see what happens. We're the only entertainment that pays to be the entertainment. Everyone else gets paid. Well, I, and, and listen, I don't want to... A movie, a movie star doesn't pay the producer to make the movie. They pay them. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that it's we're the god of the gods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get that straight. Show, though. We are the show, and it's not a very good one if we can't <laughs> keep people happy. So, yeah. But, you know, when you get them there, you got to treat them right, treat them fair. Everyone needs to seem or feel important, you know. And that's something that Bobby does a lot of, and that that's where he's starting to get his caring yeah. from. Is just being a good person. He he's not necessarily making all the right decisions all the time or making every single person happy, but he's damn sure trying. Yeah, and and John is a great person, man. He's a great guy. You know, you've spent many times around him. I'm sure you've had arguments with him, and then you guys have sat and had many beers together. Absolutely. Um, uh, same thing with Don Narone. Same thing with. Uh, um, I almost called him Scooter. Uh, uh, Citrus. Critter. Critter, man. All those guys. I mean, no matter what problems you have, I still say you go back to the racetrack and you race. And if the if the promoters really need to start thinking about us, the racers, and stop trying to make extra money off racers, what do you think, Cece? I know you've only heard us talking all this time. Well, I think, it's a, I think a combination of things have to be done. I think definitely it has to be what you are talking about, about the entry fees. And then it has to be phone calls being made, attempts being made to reach drivers and letting them know that this change has occurred and this is going to be the new way, say, for a year and inviting them to come to race. You have to also then take into consideration the fans, maybe doing ticket specials and promotions for them, and then it needs to be advertised okay. well in advance what's happening at the track so everybody, and even the non-diehard fans, knows what's Jack's happening freaking out. and will come. And, right. and 
one thing that I don't hear anywhere near enough, and I was we were talking with Don Ream about this with his Sprint Car Series not too long ago, and they already made some progress just by getting started on this this angle, and that is there's not enough emphasis on on bringing new people into the game. Or bringing back some of the old people, Jack. That's that's what Don's gone and done. Yeah, is he's well, found guys that have yeah. have those cars sitting and have been sitting and for, some new people for eight or, or ten years. Too. And you know, it, listen, Wayne Jefferson. I'll guarantee you, he could start rattling off names, and we'd be here for thirty minutes of guys that he knows that has race cars sitting at home, no doubt, that mm-hmm. does not race because they can't afford to. We had Sonny Hughes on a few weeks ago. It was a perfect example, and that was one of the reasons we had him on. You remember Sonny. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. It's, just, it's the same thing. The cars sit. Well, Wayne, now, now this is this is really pissing me off. We brought you on this show because we figured you had the answers, guy. Yeah, you know, I don't have the answers. I know I keep saying a lot of the same because, you know, I haven't seen anything really start to – I haven't seen anyone really take the ball yet and try to run with it. I know people throw some things out there. They're trying to do some stuff here for a modified race photo on uh, October 11th trying to put together a race but you know it just it it, it goes back to you know ha- ha- we all got to start we got to work together you know there's no other way about it we we are, as racers need the racetracks and the racetracks need the racers to show up and if we don't all start figuring out how to work together as a whole state worth of tracks then it's never going to work because you, you, we've gotten down to two less of racers and and not enough you know not enough racers for the racetracks we have and, and, and you can't you want a guy to go out and promote like you said which i totally agree there's not enough promoting but when he promotes a race and five cars show up you know well how's that look you know what i mean are we going to get any of them people back you know that came to see it so i mean we have to, you know the promoter can't guarantee that we're, that we're all going to show up you know that promoter needs to be calling people though you know i i, I know that um, what I'm saying is, is here's that's what I was going to say next is that when I've called people, I've done this already to try to do a races before working with John and Ralph Bowman. I, I talked to Bobby Deal. I talked to those two guys all the time and working with them trying to make something happen. And I can get five people that'll tell me they're coming to a race and not none of them will. Right. Well, not yeah. two, not one, none of them. I guarantee you, you tell them there's no entry fee, they'll be there. And, and well, and that's the thing. We've got to have some some reasons to make mm-hmm. you know call bonehead up and tell him that there's no entry fee and he's coming tell me man i struggle wayne will tell you man there's anybody that knows my struggle it's him you know i've always been my own equipment i've never raced never raced for anyone else and not because i didn't have talent too i think i got just as much talent as any of these other guys but i've always had to flip my own dime and it's been uh and, and the majority of the races are that are that way and that's why those are the ones you have to cater to the guys it has a situation, like you said, like Mike was saying with his, you know, those are awesome opportunities, just like mine. You know, but those are not the majority. Right. You know, the majority are just like you. And right. That's what you have to, you, that's where you have to base it off of. That's why I say. There's people there that are willing to come and spend the money it takes to do it and, and know that they, uh, you know, may have a chance to win, but for the most part are accepting the fact that they won't win. Wayne, those drivers are the ones that you have to really cater to, for the most part. I think so. Wayne, Wayne, uh, we don't have a whole lot of time, but I, I do want to ask you what What do you think about the idea of drivers and the uh, owners being in the same boat? In that the drivers' purses would be based off of uh, 
the front gate, a percentage of the front gate like it used to be 50 years ago? Well, you know, I don't know the numbers and how all that works out. You know, if I, I would be stepping in a territory that I'm not, you know, I'm uneducated on, to be honest with you. It's a bad deal. It's a bad deal because how can you trust? How can you trust that they did what they were supposed to do in the advertising they were supposed to do? And then the problem that was the problem then too. That's right. How many times did promoters take off with all the money? You know what I mean. We show up with cars that are ready to race, that look good, that'll run a hundred laps. It costs a lot to bring that car to the racetrack, and when we bring even 15 of them there um, and put on a show with only 15 cars, we feel bad about it as racers that that's all that's there, okay? And the reality of it, we don't want more than 20. This is something Don Narone always said. Every racer there, he only wants to see 24 cars there because he don't want to go home, okay? (laughs) And that's true, but um, those days are, are, are about history. But, I, you know, Wayne... We can argue about this all we want, but I think the economy is hurting everybody. What I see is car counts, okay, are down with the faster cars, with late models, with modifieds. Now, with with the limiteds, it doesn't seem to be for some reason. Um, there again, they're a more affordable car. Well, and I mean, you know, it's just things like saying, you know, a lot of people are, just, are suffering, but there's a lot of people that ain't. Yeah, that's true. Go to Disney World. You you see no economic problems in Orlando. Everything is beautiful. <laughs> well, that's how. That, yeah, it's that same effect in our sport. You know. Well, we don't have any more time to so, talk about it today. But Wayne, I appreciate uh, bouncing some, some stuff off. Before you. you go, before you go, Wayne, how do people get in touch with you guys in the name of your business? Give us some information about your business. Yeah, I got a place, Jefferson Irwin Racing. Uh, it's a machine shop and race parts uh, up here in Pinellas Park. It's actually Clearwater right here by what, Old Sunshine Speedway, just north of uh, 110th Avenue on 49th Street. Uh, phone number is 727-572-5097. And uh, anybody ever needs any parts or, you know, anybody need any engine work of some sort, just uh, come down and see us and we'll take care of you. So, so if somebody comes and sees you like they got a street stock or they got a mini stock, you can turn them into winners, right? Absolutely, we have. I mean, if you know uh, Firestein and Buttram are wearing them out at Bradenton this past weekend, and and one two finish, and then one two finish down at Charlotte all the time, and that stuff. That those are our motors there. We built for them. We built three, three or four motors for them. That's right. Wayne knows about street stocks, buddy. He won many, 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 many street stock features and figure eights. Jefferson Irwin Racing. Thank you very much. All right, Wayne. uh, We'll have you on again and uh, ponder this modified thing and. uh, you know, uh, maybe we'll come up with an answer. Who yeah, knows? next time, Wayne, we want some answers, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can come up with some. All right, <laughs> take it easy. around the track, Wayne. Take it easy, man. <laughs>